Yeah. Come on. Makes me want to stand. Oh, I am. I'm good. Amen. Uh, it's just so good. To, isn't it good to be back in the house of the Lord? Amen. Whoo! So grateful to God. So good. Uh, I just wanted to take a moment, and we're going to uh, just uh, wanted to acknowledge somebody who's here, and you don't know them maybe, but I'm going to introduce them. Pastor Hayward and Effie Eastman. Where are you guys? Wave at them. They're right over here. These guys have been serving the Lord their whole life and are just entering into retirement. Pastors never retire. So they're awesome people. Can you just bless them? And amen. And if you're really nice to them, they might even end up at this church someday. So that, you know, God is good. Because we always say that the Lord loves you and we have a wonderful plan for your life, Hayward and Effie. Amen? No, we're just thankful for you guys and for your service over the years. God bless you. Well, as I've said, it's great to be back together again. We're in our series on the overcomer, and uh, the armor is not to defend me, and, uh, but uh, we, we thought we would talk about the armor of God today. We, we've been in this series on the overcomer. Church, listen to me. You need to understand that you are overcomers. This is who you are created to be. You were created by God, and you've been called by God to live as overcomers in this world. And uh, in this world today, boy, do we need to live as overcomers. There's so much pressure and tension and real stuff that is pressing against every person in our world, and I can't even fathom trying to navigate this world right now without a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we are desperate to, to make sure that we represent the kingdom of God and I'm going to tell you, you guys are overcomers, you're going to do it, amen? Last week, Pastor Tyler preached on the overcomer's uh, wardrobe, and he talked about these incredible things that the clothing that we're clothed in Christ, and he went into these different things that we're clothed in compassion, and, and we're clothed in kindness, and gentleness, and forgiveness, and love, and church, listen, that needs to be a vision in your heart every day. How do you live and how do you interact with people? You are always looking at what it looks, means to have Christ clothing you, and, and these things are covering your life. Compassion, kindness, gentleness, forgiveness, love. But I want you to understand, though they are a vision and a picture of what we're moving toward, and they're things that we're to express and to, and to live out in our life, they're not just lived out like, you know, if I'm, really, if I'm a really good Christian, I'll be compassionate. That's not what this is saying. What this is saying is as you come close to God, as you spend time with God, you grow in compassion. You grow in kindness. In other words, these things are a fruit of your relationship with God. One of the things that my wife and I have been living out and understanding is as we've been increasing during this 40 days of prayer that we're in, um, we've just been spending more time with the Lord, more time in His Word. And you know what's kind of incredible is just by being with Him, just by being in His presence, suddenly more compassion starts being in your heart, more love starts being in your heart. It's not that we're doing anything different other than just showing up and being with God. So this is a beautiful thought because really it's a fruit of your relationship with God. Isn't that awesome? So really the goal is spend time with the Lord. But I want to carry on with this, the believer's wardrobe, but I want to talk about what goes over top of this clothing today, and that is the armor of God. You see, whether you realize it or not, whether you signed up for it or not, whether you thought this was not the case, you are in a fight. You are in a battle, and it's a spiritual battle, and it's a real battle. 
And you need to grasp that, church. You have been anointed by God to be overcomers in this world. And uh, part of that overcoming is that you need to understand. I always say this to our staff. There is no spiritual Switzerland. In the Second World War, the, Switzerland was neutral. So you'd go to a, like a restaurant in, in Switzerland and there would be Nazi Germans and allies in the same restaurant and they wouldn't, weren't allowed to attack each other. How many of you know that's not true in the spirit realm? In the spirit realm, you're in a fight, you guys. You're in a battle. I remember when I was uh, young, when I was, before I was married, and uh, I was in Fort McMurray working for uh, Syncrude, and um, I remember I was just exhausted one night, and I, I was a new believer, so I used to spend a, a, lot, a lot of time in prayer. I'd spent some time in prayer, and, and I was just so tired. I went to bed, and I laid in my waterbed, because I was a cool young guy, and I had a waterbed. <laughs> And I laid in my waterbed, and I looked up on the ceiling, and there was a wolf spider on the corner of the ceiling. And have you ever been so tired that you just make compromises? So I just remember telling the wolf spider, you stay on your side of the room, and I'll stay on mine. But I wasn't really settled, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, wolf spiders are, you know, you can't really trust them. And so I kind of drifted off, and I woke up, and the wolf spider had moved like three feet closer. And I was like, dude, I'm serious, man. Stay on your side of the room, and I'll stay on mine. And I kind of drifted off again, and then I woke up, and the thing was right over my head. So being the warrior, the overcomer that I am, I stood up on my waterbed, <laughs> and I had a magazine, and I just thought, I'm going to smote thee to death. And I struck it, and it fell in my bed. And I don't know if you know what wolves, these things, can, they're like the size of loonies. Like, these things are big. And I'm like trying to find, I could not find this wolf spider. How many of you know it would have been way easier if I had known that I was in a fight right from the beginning and just gotten up and taken him on? Amen? So I just need you to understand my little, my little stories to tell you that you are in a fight, church. You're in a battle. I want to thank Hiram Oliver who lent me his armor. He wears this stuff and does, does things. It's kind of cool. But anyway, this is a picture of what you're doing. Let's read about that armor in Ephesians chapter 6. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord. And in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For your struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and authorities and the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then. You're in a fight. Amen? And you're to put on this armor every day. And you and I need to understand this. You know, the focus of our attention, church, listen, doesn't need to be on the evil one or the spider. The, the focus of our attention needs to be on the one who is armoring us. And, uh, you know, two mistakes we make in spiritual warfare. One is that we underestimate the devil and we just think he's not there and he's not real. And if I don't pay attention, he's not going to crawl across and drop on me. You know, that's not how it works. You have to understand that you are in a spiritual fight. Amen? But I think the other problem becomes when we overemphasize the enemy. Too many believers are in this like kind of like there's a demon in every doorknob. You know, like this, it's like everything that happens, everything I'm, you know, everything that I'm, I'm in, you know, don't go there. You know, I want you to grasp by the end of this message that actually you are so incredibly powerful in Christ that you actually terrify the enemy. And that's what we're going to look at today as we talk about 
the armor of God. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you for your many blessings in our life. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you that you have come to fill us with power. You've come to create us and to arm us, Lord, as overcomers in this world. I pray, Father God, that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to receive and respond to you today. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray these things. Amen and amen. We're going to carry on in the book of Ephesians. I'm going to jump into the amplified version. You're going to see the scripture come up here because I want you to just get a picture of this armor, the six pieces of armor that we're going to look at today. It says, stand therefore, hold your ground, having tightened the belt of truth around your loins and having put on the breastplate of integrity and moral rectitude and right standing with God. And having shod your feet in a preparation to face the enemy with a firm foot of stability and promptness and a readiness produced by the good news of the gospel of peace. Lift up over all these covering shield of faith upon which you can quench the flaming missiles of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit that the spirit wields which is the word of God. Pray at all times, on every occasion, every season, in the Spirit, with all manner of prayers and entreaty. To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding on behalf of the saints, God's consecrated people. I want you to understand, church, that um, more than you and I would get this, the, the people listening to the Apostle Paul write this and listening to this being talked about totally got the picture of an armored soldier. You see, they were under the rule of the Roman Empire, and the Roman Empire was a powerful force in Jesus' day. They stretched all the way from the Mediterranean, all the way to Western Europe, even covering half of England. I mean, this is a powerful empire. Are you following me? And these guys would be armored, these soldiers, they would see them all the time. And at the, you know, kind of the head of the army was foot soldiers, and if you were ever to understand the battle as you go into it, and you'd see these people armored like this, it was quite an incredible thing. See, the foot soldiers uh, would often fight face-to-face with armor, other armor, ar- armies, and they would go into these battles, and because of the superiority of the tactics and the weaponry of the R- Roman Empire, they would often crush their enemies, often fighting battles with armies against them that were three times, five times their size, but they were so powerful in their tactics and their armor that they would often overcome. Part of their armor was thick, this thick belt with, where the scabbard and the, the sword would go into, and uh, you, there was place on that belt where they could attach their shield, their helmet even. The breastplate that they would wear often would be leather, and sometimes it would be metal, and uh, depending on the wealth and the position and the rank of that soldier, very thick leather. And the shoes they were wore, actually, they, the, the, if you study a little bit of Roman history, they actually believe the footwear of the Roman soldiers is what made them so powerful. Because they would have these thick leather sandals, and in the bottom of them were spikes. And it would be like, you know, can you imagine walking on little nails as you're walking? But can you imagine the grip and the, how you could be stand firm? Are you following me? When they would go to battle, other, other places, in, they would just have this incredible ability to take over ground because of their footwear. Their shield is not kind of like this shield. This is a more modern shield. But their shields were almost four feet tall, about three and a half feet tall, and two feet wide. 
And so can you imagine seeing this shield come toward you in an arm, an armory, an armor of, of people lined up with these shields? It's almost impenetrable. In fact, it's where we get the word and the understanding of a thing called the shield wall. And the shield wall is that the shield not only on their left arm would not only protect them, but it would protect the person next to them and they would overlap those shields and can you imagine walking into facing this battle and they would take their sword which were a little bit smaller than these ones they were scabbards and they would wrap them on the inside of the shield and they're walking toward you on this four foot high shield wall and their feet you can hear (laughs) thousands of the guys marching toward you terrifying in battle are you following what i'm saying they would win the fight before they even began because they would come against other armies that were, some of them didn't have any armor. Some of them didn't even really have swords. And so can you imagine going into battle against this group? I want you to grasp something, church. This is how the enemy sees the church. This is you. This is what Paul was getting at. This is what he's trying to get the overcomers to grasp. You are this incredible army, and you need to understand that, and this is what God wants you and I to begin to get together. Amen? So this armor really is Christ, and as we put it on, we are recognizing our position in Him. This is what the armor is. It really is who you are in Christ, and each one of those pieces of armor, I want you to grasp this, church, each piece of armor represents something that you are in Christ. And the first one is this, the belt of truth. The belt of truth. John 14, 6 says, I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life and no man comes to the Father except through me. Jesus said, sanctify them by the truth, Lord. Your word is truth. So we have this belt of truth that starts off the armor. He is the breastplate of righteousness and you can just find these scriptures. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 Verse 21 says, he who knew no sin became sin in order that I might become the righteousness of God in him. He is the footwear of peace. You know, he says, he himself is our peace who has broken down every wall. Jesus said, my peace I give you, my peace I leave with you. Do not be afraid, do not be worried because I've overcome this world and I'm in you. Amen? He is the shield of faith. I love this. You know, the, the word of God in Psalms uh, 3, 3 says, Thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, the glory and the lifter of my head. He is the helmet of salvation. Amen? You know, I love this church. Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Hallelujah. Jesus' name, the very name Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. It means I am salvation. And he is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Hebrews 4.12 tells us about this sword. The Word of God is active and alive, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit and joints and marrows. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Hallelujah. This is what you are clothed in, church. This is the armor that you wear, you and I wear as we walk in this life. This is what God is intending. You are victorious and you are overcomers. The Bible says to put on this armor every day. Now, I sometimes in the morning will be brushing my teeth and I'll be putting on the armor of God. Now, 
it's not that I'm, you know, mystically putting it on. What I'm saying is that I'm recognizing the truths. I'm recognizing the truths. I just thank you, God, when I'm saved. Thank you, you know, thank you, God, right? Thank you, God, that you, you know, you put this breastplate of righteousness. Thank you, God, that my feet, God, wherever I walk today, let my feet bring peace. Let my feet bring the presence of God. Let my feet bring the power of your presence, God. And I just kind of, you understand what I'm saying? I'm kind of putting on that armor in the morning when I'm getting ready to go into battle. Because you're like, well, Pastor Greg, that sounds kind of crazy. We're not at war. You're at war, dudes. You're at war. I remember I took a group of young adults from this church in one of our discipleship schools, and we took them uh, to Mexico, and uh, we were walking through the airport in, in Los Angeles, and we're just like, you know, we're all holding Starbucks and thinking, you know, we're just cool and we're all that, and this guy literally, I'm not, I'm not kidding, comes screaming, runs up and hits one of the young adults on the shoulder, and then keeps running and says, man of God! He spilled my Starbucks. <laughs> so was, now we're all looking at each other. They're all looking at me and Derek Nobert, who was the guy that got hit. He was like, what just happened? And I want you to understand, church, that man saw something in the spirit realm. He knew that we were there on a mission from God. And that he was a very disturbed individual. Are you following what I'm saying? And we just thought we were just a group of young adults and a pastor going to Mexico. Oh, no, you were going as overcomers in a battle and in a fight. Amen? So you're in a spiritual warfare every day. You need to understand that. That's not to make you scared. It's to make you understand you are powerful. You are awesome. You are amazing. More than you could possibly comprehend. The devil sees you and he freaks out. You're awesome in every way. Now, I want you to get a couple things about this armor. The first and the last pieces of armor are based on the Word of God. I don't know if you caught that. The first one was the belt of truth. And that word is the, is the logos of truth, or the Word of truth. And, and this is talking about the Word of God. And the word that you want to understand is the kind of the written Word of God, which is the word logos. And so we have this incredible gift from God, His Word. And I'm going to tell you, this word is kind of important. Why? Because every other piece of armor and every other understanding that we have is based on the truth of the word of God. It's based on the truth of who you are. So you have this incredible logos, this incredible written word of God. And this is the first piece of armor because all the other armor is connected to you understanding who you are and whose you are in Christ. You need to understand this and grow in this. The word of God, church, I'm going to tell you, hallelujah. The Word of God is the standard of truth in this world. People say, oh, there is no absolute truth. Oh, yes, there is. His name is Jesus, and I have a relationship with Him, and I am armored by this belt of truth. And so, you know, we gird up ourselves with this incredible belt of truth. You know, this Word tells the story of God. The Word of God reveals the God of the Word. And church, if you just start to know this God, if you know this God, if you see this God, I'm going to tell you, you become and you get changed into His image just by beholding Him accurately. How desperate is our world to see the accuracy and accurately a picture of the living God. And I'm going to tell you, the church of Jesus Christ is meant to be that representation. Woo! 
So here you are. You know, the Word of God reveals the God of the Word. And I'm going to tell you, the Word of God reveals you as well. It reveals the truth about mankind. It reveals the desperation that you have to come into a relationship with God. And every person you meet needs God. Every one of them. And so God is showing you that through His Word what you're really like. You know, it's amazing to me when I start to understand the Word of God tells us the story of God. It tells us the story of man. And then it tells me how I can change my story so that my story becomes his story and my story becomes history. Amen? History, his story. Are you following with me? Amen? The word of God, guys, is so powerful. It's sharp. It's active. It's penetrating all things. God, it is supernatural seed. If you will start to understand that you have the power in the word of God to begin to change your life, to begin to change this world, why are we in a 40-day fast? Because our words connected to the word of God are powerful. Amen. You see, the second word and the second part of the armor of God is the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and that is the word rhema. See, there's a word logos, which is the written word of God, but then there's a word rhema, which is the spoken authoritative word of God. Church, do you understand that when you draw the sword of the Spirit, what you're doing is you are, you are saying the word of God who dwells in me. By the power of the Spirit of God, I now have authority and I begin to speak it over my situations. I begin to speak it over the challenges that I'm facing in this world. I begin to speak it over those things that I go through in this life. And this is the incredible thing that you have. Understand that the sword of the overcomer, church, is the spoken word of God. You have power. You have this incredible weapon that God has given you to speak into and over situations. Hallelujah. We need to pray and be people who declare God's incredible word, the rhema of God. You know, the Bible talks about Jesus in the end times riding on a white horse and he comes and the Bible says a sword is coming out of his mouth and striking down his enemies. Now, is a literal sword coming out of his mouth? No, it's a picture. It's a picture of him just literally writing and speaking the word of God. And in speaking the word of God, the enemies melt before him. The mountains fall before him. What a gift that God has given to you and to me as the church. I'm going to tell you, you know, you have to exercise that gift. It's, it's one thing to know the word of God, but when you begin to stand and declare God's word over your situations, my, my family will tell you this. Um, when they tell me they're not feeling well or they're sick, I don't, I, I'll cook them chicken noodle soup or I'll do all those natural things. But the thing I do first, <laughs> I'll grab them wherever they're at, I'll lay my hand on them, and I'll say, let's pray. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, God, that my wife, Lord Jesus, that you're going to touch her right now. God, I thank you that by your word, your word says that by your stripes we are healed. God, thank you that your word says that we are to forget not all of our all the benefits of being connected to you. Thank you, God, that you forgive all of our sins and you heal all of our diseases. Now, we're standing in Costco and I'm doing this. You're like, that is weird. I don't care. I don't care. I'm in a spiritual fight. And I will declare the word of God. Now, I might not shout it in the Costco, but I'm like, Father God, thank you that we are standing here. We're, 
next to the lemons, Lord, but we have more than lemons on our life, Lord God, because you are on our life, Jesus. My kids are like, walk, Dad, you're weird. I know, I know. I, I get it. Forgive me. But love me for who I am. Amen. I'm just, I, I just want the, you know what? I just want to walk into the room and the atmosphere changes positively because the power of God is on my life. Amen? That's who you are, church. That's who you are. I want you to begin to grasp the immensity of the power of the word of God that is upon you. So we saw these two pieces of armor, the first piece, the last piece, and you need to understand they're both the word of God in your life and in my life. Here's the next thing that you need to understand, the next truth, very hard truth. It's not so much for this church, but other churches. You can tell them about this. The helmet of salvation is not the only piece of armor that you have. Okay, so I'm just going to borrow this beautiful helmet of armor. Believe it or not, it's actually big enough for my head, which is a miracle of God. So, oh. I am so powerful. Do you know, this is, I'm going to tell you something. This is, this is, no, seriously, take me seriously right now. Seriously. Can you, guys, I want you to understand something. This is the picture of, sorry, paparazzi. Okay, there we got it. Good. This is a picture of so many believers today. So many, so many church people, they walk around and all they have on is a helmet of salvation. Other churches, not here, but other churches. You know, they, they only, they're just, they're saved and that's enough. I don't want any more than that. And imagine you're going into battle. How intimidating are you if you're coming against armored warriors and you're, you've got a helmet of salvation. You haven't got the footwear piece. So you ever walked on a beach and it's like, ow, ow. And you're walking and you're like, you have no sword. You have nothing else to defend. How intimidating are you with just a helmet of salvation? Is <laughs> really heavy. Um, God, did you know how heavy the helmet of salvation is? No. Now, listen to me. You are more than overcomers, church. You have more than a helmet of salvation. Amen? This is what Jesus warned the church in the last days. You know, I know your deeds. You're neither hot nor cold. I wish you were. This is Revelation 3. You know, you're lukewarm. You're neither you're there, and I'm about to spew you from your mouth. You say, I'm rich. I have acquired wealth, and I don't need a thing. Check this out. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, and blind, and naked. You know, we're running into battle. Imagine if we, forget about the armor. Imagine if we have no clothing on. And we've got a helmet of salvation. I'm saved. Woo, it's good enough for me. No, you're, this is not intimidating and it's not going to help you. And you're going to get wounded. You know, we get wounded by so many things as believers because we're not understanding who we are and whose we are. Amen? You are powerful beyond measure, beautiful ones. You are overcomers in this world. I'm going to take this off. It might take me a while, but you're going to watch a video, and this is part of our stand uh, fasting prayer series. I understand why we're doing these videos, church, is because we've got 50-plus churches joining us that are connecting and watching this video. So you're going to watch it together and look at next week's theme for where we're going to stand in prayer together. Greetings, friends. We're entering into the third week of our fasting and prayer time and the theme of this week is unity and faith and really how do these two words tie together within the kingdom of god i want us to look at a couple analogies to see if we can understand how important these words are 
for us to gain to live out. The first thing I want to do is look at it uh, through the lens of an orchestra. You know, when you think about an orchestra, it is made up of many different pieces, many different instruments with varied and completely unique sounds. But I want you to understand that unity is not about uniformity, which is really what that picture is about. And, and really, when we come together, all these different instruments with different sounds, and we listen and we have faith in the conductor's uh, understanding of how he wants to orchestrate and put things together, when we do that, we enter into this incredible, beautiful, harmonious symphony. And uh, really, that's a picture of what unity really is in the body of Christ. I need you to understand that, that even the word uh, agreement is the word symphonia, which of course is where we get our word symphony from. The other analogy I wanted you to think about as we talk about unity and faith is the armor of God. You know, the armor of God is this incredible picture in your life and my life of our unity with Christ. In fact, every piece of the armor of God is our connection and our unity with Jesus Christ. But there's one piece of the armor that's really interesting to me, and that's the shield of faith. You see, the shield of faith is not only about having faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, but you know that that shield of faith is also a picture of how I have have to have faith in my brothers and sisters in Christ. To understand that, you have to understand the Roman army. When the Roman army was fierce because of their incredible armor and their tactics, and one of the tactics that they had was a thing called the shield wall. And what would happen when they would go into battle is the, the soldiers would stand shoulder to shoulder and they would place their shield overlapping on the person's shield next to them. This shield wall would be incredibly fierce in battle. And, and it, was, it was awesome because not only did their shield protect them, but it also protected the person to their right, which is an incredible thought when you think about it. You know, when you, have, when you tell somebody, I've got you covered or I've got your back, that's really a picture of the shield wall. And so when we understand this idea of unity and faith, I want you to understand just from this perspective of this scripture. In Philippians 1.27, it says this, Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. Wow. Unity and faith. That's what they're so critical for you and I to understand. Church, you're not only one with your Lord and your Savior, Jesus Christ, but you are one with your brothers and sisters in Christ. And as we stand together, I want you to continue to pray all week long. Pray that we will stand as one when this, the fights of this world, the battles of this world come against us, that we will be strong in unity, strong in faith, defending one another. Pray for the bond of peace that brings unity of the Spirit so that that incredible unity would unite the body of Christ today. And also pray and understand that as we live together as one, it's an, a beautiful thought that God commands the blessing of God upon those who live in unity. God bless you as you stand in unity and in faith this week. Amen. Well, I'm wearing the shield. Imagine if the shield was two feet higher and about that wide, and I'm overlapping it with the person next to me. And we're standing, and we had our scabbard in our hand, and our helmet's on, 
and there's even footwear that goes up to the shin and protects so they can't stab under the shield. Do you understand how powerful we are united together? Guys, we are an unstoppable force if we can begin to grasp that you are an overcomer in this world and you represent the kingdom of God. You know, the thing is, I need you. If you drop out, you expose my flank. Are you following me? If you're not standing ground and you're not standing firm together as one, there's an exposed part of the shield wall that needs to be built up. Church, we need each other, amen? It's not just about defending you and your family. It's about building something that defends this, this nation and, and, and this community of faith, but also beyond this community into our world today. The world is desperate for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed, to stand, amen? And to tear down the strongholds of the enemy and to uphold his righteous right hand. Let's put on the armor of God, amen? Let's protect one another's back. Church, you don't understand, there's no armor on the back. Why? We're always moving forward. We're moving forward. We're moving forward in faith. And, and by the way, you know what? We shouldn't fight one another when we're supposed to be standing next to each other. Amen? Defending one another. This is the call of God. We need a greater purpose in our life and our vision. Amen? Let's... Let's just stand and we're going to just get ready to, oh no, don't stand yet. Hang on, we're going to sing the song in a moment. But we're going to take communion first. Because I want you to understand that you are one with Christ. I'm going to take this shield off, put it down. Church, you're going to take that communion cup and it might take you a while to fiddle with it and peel it off, but that's okay. We'll wait for you. Church, your bow, you're powerful beyond measure. Peel that off and take that little wafer that represents the body of Christ. Now take that little wafer in your hand and say, God, thank you that you, the one was broken so that I could become part of the body. Let's partake of that together. Amen. Hallelujah. And afterwards, Jesus took the blood which was shed for us, and he said, this is the blood of the new covenant. Whenever you take this, do this in remembrance of me, and let's just partake of that wine together. Amen, church family. Why don't you drink that down? Hallelujah. Listen to this scripture, Ephesians chapter 4. You were all called to travel on the same road and in the same direction, so stay together, both outwardly and inwardly. You have one master, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who rules over all, works through all, present in all, over everything you are and think and do is permeated with oneness. Amen? Amen. So let's just pray a prayer. So Father God, if there's anybody here today that needs to come into a relationship with you, I pray, Father God, this moment is their moment. Lord, this is the moment that they say yes to you, Lord. If they're watching online right now and they're saying, I need to have a new and a real relationship with God. I need to be one who moves beyond just wearing a helmet of salvation, but is fully armored to live in this life and to live victoriously, to overcome the enemy's attacks in my life. If that is you here today and you're saying, I, I need to make peace with God, I need to come into a relationship with God, if that is you here today, do not be afraid. He, he's there to meet with you. He stands at the door of your heart and he knocks. 
If that is you, I want you to raise your hand and wave at me and say, Pastor, that's me. I want to get right with God today and I want to do business with God. Thank you for doing that. Hallelujah. If you're watching online and you do that, there's a place for you to press a button and say, I made a commitment to Jesus Christ today. I'm a first time person here. I made a commitment. Can you pray for me? We just thank God that God is moving by his spirit and gathering people from the north, the south, the east, and the west and bringing them home to the Father's house. Amen. Bringing them home to God. It's not about coming to a church. It's about coming to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give those people a hand today that made a decision for Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Church, we're going to pray a prayer and then we're going to sing this song. Let's pray this together. If you've ever prayed this prayer or you're going to pray it together with me now, say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for me. Now help me to live with him and for him. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet? We're going to just sing this song together as a church family. Let's sing it. Pastor Tyler, lead us. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees With my hands lifted high Oh God, that'll belong to you Father God, we just go in peace and the power of the Holy Spirit today. I pray, Lord God, that we just go as victorious warriors that we are. Lord, we are more than conquerors because of what Christ has done. And I know, church, that many of you are facing battles in your life and you're facing things that are hard. But I want you to know through the strength of the Holy Spirit, through your unity with one another, you can overcome. Amen? That's who you are, guys. That's whose you are. Let's just sing this one more time. And as you go, go in the grace and the peace and the power of the Holy Spirit. Get a coffee on your way out. Say hi to some people. God bless you. Let's sing this again. Thank you, Pastor. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You 
shine in the shadows. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. An almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. Sing out the chorus. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. And every fear I lay at your feet. I'll sing through the night. Oh, God, the battle belongs to you. And oh, God, the battle belongs to you. Let's give the Lord a hand clap today, man. Go in the grace and the peace and the power of an overcomer and live victoriously today. Amen.